thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up For A Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. Where is she? You're not Karen Smith. No. Where the hell is she? But I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And she's not <laughs> here. <laughs> and we can play. When the cat's away. But we might still play. <laughs> so welcome, everybody. But guess what? In her place, we have an incredibly special guest with us today. We are all shattered. We have all just finished the Wellness Summit with 600 people in a room in Melbourne over two days. It's been an incredibly inspiring, uplifting. I mean, people always say, you know, that the speakers inspire you, but I don't think people appreciate how much the room inspires us mm. as speakers and as people. But we're really proud and excited to announce that we have a very quirky, very <laughs> cute person with us. <laughs> and we are proud to welcome, welcome Joe Whitten from Quirky Cooking. It's such a treat to have you. Thank you. Uh, it oh, is. It is a, a real treat. treat. <laughs> and we were trying to explain to Joe how the podcast works, especially without the princess tart. Um, and it really is just a chat. And we were, we were talking before, so this is very off the cuff. In the sense that we thought we were having a great catch-up with Jo and what mm. she was up to, and we went, let's record. I think Ooh. for those of you that follow Jo, and she's got hundreds of thousands of followers, and she's just, I, I think, why don't we start at the beginning? Oh, I think so. I think it's a great place to start. Yeah. I'd actually like to start, I remember the first um, day I met Jo, actually. <laughs> and so funny because I remember the photo that you took, and I think I was in Cairns yes. and I was speaking at a Thermomix yep, conference and you were one of the people that were helping us do food, yep. you know, at this, at this, uh, you know, train. Was it, what, it, was it was just a, it a was talk, a seminar, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a seminar, We cooked yeah. while you spoke. Yeah. And I remember Jo coming up to me and telling me what she was doing and, you know, and I just felt. What did I say? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that you had changed what you were eating oh, okay. and that, you know, you, yes. you were trying to implement things and you, and you, you told me that you liked what I did, which I really appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I don't know. I, I, I remember you so well. That's the funny thing about it. And I remember the photo, um, that, took. that you took. Oh, yeah. My eyes half asleep, but I posted it anyway because I was you so did. proud to be with Cindy O'Meara. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. And now, and now, we're like this. Like, now it's like, oh, oh my God. God. Oh, I wonder if you remember us. I wonder if you remember us. So that was, that was five years ago. Yeah, that about. was. Yeah. And you were just starting to blog and you were telling me about yeah. it. And I went, I love this. I love how moms are just doing it because no one else is teaching them yeah. and they're teaching other moms. So, so yeah. tell us your story, darling. How did it start? What made you start writing that blog? Well, um, Pretty much changing my diet had become such a big thing to me. I had learned so much and was eating so much better. And then people would come to me and say, well, what are you doing? And how are you doing that? And my friends would ask me for recipes and stuff like that. And I, I think it was partly that I really just wanted to help people who were struggling with changing their diet, having allergies, having all sorts of health issues that they wanted to use food to heal um, because that's what I was loving and researching and wanting to know more about myself. And I was 
making up recipes all over the place as I do. And um, <laughs> I thought I really should write these down. At first I thought I might, might write a cookbook and I thought it, it was just going to be a photocopied cookbook and I started working on that and then I thought, no, it would be easier to just have a blog. I'd heard about blogs. I actually really had no idea. <laughs> and I'm very impulsive and I just decided one night, it was New Year's Eve, I'm going to start a blog. Oh, wow. <laughs> New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. How many years ago? Um, 2008 it was. Wow. So was that? Six years, yeah, five it and is. Half. Yeah. yeah, five and a half. And um, so I sat down and I messaged my friend who had a small blog and I said, how do you do this? And she mm-hmm. told me the website to go on and how to start it. So I just Googled everything and worked it out as I went. And it was really good because I'd been a stay-at-home mum for years. You know, I'd, I'd had a career as a graphic artist, but that was, it seemed like ages ago. And I was just, I needed an outlet, I mm. think. Um, and it was a good way for me to be able to have a bit of a voice, do something I really enjoyed. Um, my, I love art and that's what I did at uni and I hadn't been able to paint or draw hardly at all with little kids. So cooking had sort of become my creative outlet. And so I thought, well, I can share that and photography a little bit too, not that I'm that great. But um, Did you find that the blog, I don't know about you, but Cindy and I always talk about that sometimes you get asked the same questions over yes, and over. Yes, you do. So the blog almost becomes a place or a website becomes exactly. a place where you can put that one answer. Exactly, and that's what I found, that people would keep asking, well, what about this and what about that? So I thought I'll just write it on the blog. They can go there and have a look and I could just tell them to go have a look. Nice. So that's how it started. And did you ever imagine you would be standing on a stage no. speaking to 600 people for a wellness summit who many of them came because they knew you were coming? <laughs> did you ever realize you would have sold 28,000 books just by this point? Did you ever realize the impact you were going to make on all these hundreds of thousands of no. lives around the world? No way. I was just a shy. About six months later, I became a Thermomix consultant and I remember thinking, can I do this? I don't know if I can stand up in front of a group of six people. (laughs) Six people? I remember being so nervous. (laughs) First demo, I was like my friend, it was at my friend's house and she took photos and everything. And I was so nervous. I'm like, okay, I'm just new at this, everybody. So, you know, cut me some slack. (laughs) It's so So true though. Like you ask most speakers. Yeah. Most speakers, people think it's easy up there, but most of them started out absolutely beside themselves. And even Cindy and I over the wellness weekend and Karen, Mm. we were all a complete, I wouldn't say mess, but bag of nerves just before we each went on stage. (laughs) I was second up and I I just lost it. And you looked nervous, but was, once you got up there, you were fine. I know because that's home base for me. Yeah, once I'm the there, it was, going up there, isn't it? And then someone said, and I don't know if you girls felt the same, but it's like, what are you scared of? I, I don't know. I think no. because it's such an important message, yes. all of our messages. Scared that you're going to mess it up. Scared you're going to mess it up. Scared mm. that maybe you're not going to be as good as because mm. we have people telling us they love us, they love listening to the podcast, and I didn't want to let them down. Yeah, I think exactly. that's where I came from, yeah. and I was delivering a new program. <sighs> that I was nervous about. I hadn't delivered and it was my first, and it was my fifth birthday for the business. And then anyway, Cindy comes up to me and the beautiful thing, she spritzes me, she does everything that I do and then massage me yes. and <laughs> calm me right down. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so calm. And then I looked across at all you guys, you're all calm. <laughs> and then just before she went, I went, come to the toilet now. <laughs> and she took me to the toilet. She's like, I'm really nervous. <laughs> you. I can't imagine. We're all the same. We're all the same. I, I know. And oh. we've heard that, you know, if, you don't have nerves then then get out yeah because you've lost your edge mm. and 
you know, to stand up in front of 600 people with your peers mm. that are in the audience, mm. you know, <laughs> that's harder. It, it is, it is hard. Uh, you know, like you've got professionals in that audience. Thankfully, Pete Evans wasn't there when we talked. Hey? Oh, no. <laughs> well, we would not have talked. We would have just been wrapped legs around and that's it. <laughs> that's <laughs> you too. <laughs> you were just jealous, Joe. Oh, no, so for so those of you that didn't know, Pete yeah. Evans was the surprise guest. Yeah. Um, Pet, uh, Pet Chief Evans. Yep. Right, I've only had a herbal tea. Um, (laughs) Chef Pete Evans, and all weekend there was a statue cut out, and all of us girls, Joe included, (laughs) you were by the stand. We all had photos with the statue stand, and and then friends of his texted Pete and said, "Look out for these girls." (laughs) And we did. We attacked him. We attacked him the minute he arrived. Actually, Kim attacked him the minute he arrived. Kim's really good at this, Uh, Joe. I have to tell you. So. Uh, when like it's so much fun playing with Kim, yeah. Because she, uh, nothing seems to phase you as far as going up to people. I- I'll tell you some things that she does. We're in Melbourne um, at a football match. I think it was an All Black game that you lost. Kimmy? <laughs> oh, I can't remember. I think that I think I think Australia I don't won. That gone mm-hmm. from their memory. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> anyway, she's forgotten that one. But we walked past this young girl who was smoking. And she went up to the young girl and she said, Who was beautiful. She was stunning. She said, You are far too beautiful to smoke. Oh, I love it. And then walked away. So, and then the next, uh, she does it all the time, but the one that I remember the best (laughs) is Mark Boris. Oh, who wouldn't? Yeah. So, Mark Hanson Boris, he's a businessman that is very, like, he's good looking. There's no doubt about it. (laughs) Spunk. And anyway, um, she sees him all by himself. No, first of all, I see him and I go into her and I grab her and I go, come on, he's out there or something. I, I'm, or Sarah did, Sarah saw him, that's right. And she, <laughs> she says he's out there and I grab Kim and I said, we're going out. And we're, I'm like looking at him going, he's by himself. What do we do? No, she doesn't say he's by himself. What do we do? She starts running towards him. <laughs> With my arms out. With my arms no, out. No, it's you. Oh, that's and then, hilarious. And then I put my phone underneath and I said, do you mind if we do I know you're probably preparing for the talk, but can we do a selfie? And he's just gone, well, yeah, sure. Well, well you are already. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and what we did was we went, selfie, selfie, selfie. Thanks, Mark. Boom, we're gone. <laughs> He did mention us on stage. He as did well. mention us on stage. See, you're getting your re- uh, name hits and all those crazy women. There were 500 women in the room. Those crazy blonde women. I yeah, know, yeah. I know. But, but to Sorry. see you up there and to see and to share the stage with Pete Evans, yeah. I think for all of us was an absolute gift to share yeah. it with the wellness guys, mm. yeah. the beautiful Rich and Stu, mm. um, all of us. It was such a privilege. But Joe, I think what I got from your talk, which you know. Uh, like me, or I know you've got a degree, but I know. Yeah, I don't. No, but you've got a degree in art, and, and you've got that uh, well, side of you. <laughs> well, either way, you've got. A, well, anyway, anyway, you're clever. I went to uni. <laughs> well, you yeah. went to uni. Yeah, yeah. Well, so did I. <laughs> See, you're clever too. Yeah, but I quit after six months of business school. <laughs> I couldn't cope. You didn't tell people that. Bit. No. Oh, sorry. No. You went to delete. Delete. <laughs> um, but what I love about your message, you're passionate about food. To me, you've obviously had some issues around mm. gut health and health and well-being. Mm-hmm. You've searched, you've researched, you've started to share, then you really shared. Mm-hmm. So after you launched that blog, yeah. I mean, from your talk, I got you're very, you're very easy, <laughs> Todd. Um, no, you're very easy to understand. You oh, actually make what Cindy says in a scientific term 
I believe you have the ability to turn into, I'm a mum at home, how do I do what Cindy yeah. says? Not that people don't follow no. Cindy or do that. Because I did. Exactly. <laughs> but that's what I mean. You took what Cindy said and put it into action. Yeah. And the people that may not want to go down the whole science route and understanding mm. every single thing around what Cindy, she knows that your message is filtered into her mm. and you become a messenger mm to a whole lot of people that maybe don't have time to do the research. Yeah. That's the job of Cindy. That's the job of all of us as mm. leaders. We end up creating information that's easily transferable yeah. across a community. Mm. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. So tell me, Dunning, just a little bit about your story. So, okay. okay, you started writing the blog, but why? What was your passion to do that? What did um, you want to share? I think it was just hearing so many stories of people that were unwell and needed help with their diet and said, it's way too hard, I can't do it, it's too overwhelming, um, maybe the food that they were trying to make didn't taste good, um, but mostly it was the overwhelmed thing, people just so overwhelmed, it's too expensive, it's too difficult, it takes too much time, I don't know where to buy stuff, all those things, and mm. that's what I heard over and over, and I still hear that, and um, my message is, no, you can keep it simple. You don't have to make it complicated and you can eat healthy. And now and then maybe you want to make something fancy, but you can eat really simply mm. and really healthy and it won't take heaps of time. I do it all the time and I'm busy. Um, I have four kids. I homeschool. I work from home. I have a business. I have a blog. I have a book. If I can do it, anyone can. <laughs> I think that's what makes you beacons of light. I think the same with Cindy. I mean, she had three children, mm. has three children, but when she was in the middle of writing a book and everything, didn't you, darling? Mm. I mean, mm. you were to I think the key to this, and I think we're all busy, and mm. I think everyone listening to this is busy. Yeah. It's just how do you choose to use those 24 hours? Exactly. Mm. And where are you going to put that priorities? time? What's your priority? Mm. And, and you're the same, Kim. You know, mm. you've got two very, very um, busy teenagers who, mm. you know, ballet 30 hours a week or some extraordinary amount and football. So... I, I I actually think that there are mothers out there that are doing this continuously and uh, and there are so many beacons of light out there. It's mm. a matter of finding that beacon of light and 200,000 have found you. <laughs> and what is, what is it, your um, Facebook page at the moment? I think oh, I think it's close to 160,000. Oh, 160,000. Yeah, I think it's oh. close to that. Well, well let's oh, just yeah, lie and say she's 240,000, so she's more than Pete Evans. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, actually, your job listening to this then is to help it's her true. get to that point. <laughs> so go to www.facebook.com forward slash... Quirky cooking. Quirky cooking. Quirky cooking. How cool is that? Like, the thing I love about your Facebook is... I think the other thing about you, Joe, is you're really real. You're approachable. You tell your mm. stories. You're not a perfect wonder woman. You're no. imperfectly perfect. Um, <laughs> but you actually talk about your imperfections. Yeah. I think that in itself is attractive. Yeah. Where did you go from there when you started writing the blog? Um, it just took off slowly and I never pushed it because it wasn't a money-making thing and it wasn't a thing that I really needed to do. Um, it was just something I was enjoying and I really didn't think too much about who was watching and who wasn't. Um, I started sharing menu plans and that got a bit more notice because I think a lot of people, you know, want help with their planning their meals. Um, and then it sort of slowly grew. Then I think it was more when I got onto Facebook as well that it really grew. Mm. Um, it still took, a, you know, I never... I never pushed and went onto other people's pages and said, yeah, look at me, look at me, come to my blog or anything yeah, like that where, yeah. you know, I've had people come onto my Facebook page and do that and I always think, 
why do you do that? Just post really good content and people yes. will come. And yes. so that's just what I've worked on, you know, really just trying to answer people's questions, lovely photos, ideas of things that you can eat that are easy, simple, healthy, um, where I buy stuff, how I do things, just practical things that people can go, oh, I can do that. Just a little thing that they can take and use, hopefully. Um, and that's why Facebook is so good because you get that little snippets. Mm. Um, I think with Facebook, I started that in 2010, October, and it took probably a couple of years to get up to 3,000 followers. And then in a year and a half, I've gone to 160,000. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So wow. it just snowballs. It does. It's that um, the viral thing. <laughs> that, that viral, it really is, isn't it? Yeah, and Cindy said that once she hit the ten thousand. Yes, that's what I found. Yeah, it was then like, it just goes wow. Yeah. Just, it's, and it, and it, and it goes really fast. Yes. And I remember, I remember when I started Facebook and I had like fifteen hundred people yeah. on there. I looked at Food Matters and they had just hit fifty thousand. Wow. They just hit a million last week. Wow. Yeah, wow. on Facebook. So that was uh, two, four years ago. Did we start Facebook about four years ago, you and I? I'm mm, trying to think. Yes, I feel like I started around this with you, yeah. Mm. And um, and I look at them, but they've gone from fifty thousand to a million in four years. Wow. So you know the reach is is huge. It is huge. And and what I like mm. about you on Facebook and. And all the social media. Mm-hmm. And Instagram. And Instagram. So I love Instagram. I love Instagram. Oh, yeah, it is fun. Oh. I tell you what, I post something on Facebook and I post the exact same thing on Instagram and I get lovely comments on Instagram and I'll get flack on Facebook. What is that? Oh, wow. That's interesting. I wonder if it's because on Facebook, because it does show up in your friends' feeds and they not don't necessarily know who you are or what you stand yeah. for, they just go, oh, that's a nice chocolate cake, so they click on it. And then they end up on your page and like your page, but they don't really know what you're about. But mm. on Instagram, you actually go to someone's profile, mm. look at what they're about. Do I like them or not? No, I don't, or I do. So I have a lot less followers on Instagram, but they're more my tribe. Yes. <laughs> and there's yes. less conversation on Instagram. Less conversation, so it's easier. Yeah. But <laughs> I think that's it because is. a picture tells a thousand words. It does. Yeah. We don't need to be talking lots. Yeah. We can just yeah. say love it or double-click yeah. it and you've liked it. That's it. I love it. I think okay, sorry, I got off the track. No, 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 that's funny. It's just a... You interact mm. and you interact beautifully. You know, mm. like I watch how you interact. Like I might go on there and, yeah. and, and write something and I'll get a reply from you. And I'll just that's go, the that's key. So cool. Is she Nikki Parkinson? Said that. Yeah, she did. She really said, did you know, blog. and she's a top blogger, Australian okay. blogger of the year. And she always taught us just yeah. reply to everybody, make sure you make contact with as yeah. many as you can. As many obviously. as you can, yeah. But I do try, especially on Instagram, mm. I will definitely try and answer everybody's yeah. And Twitter's comment. easy to reply to, I find, on Twitter. We both Twitter. went blank. <laughs> we did, didn't we? I, I started doing Twitter today because I saw everybody else doing stuff and I went, oh, that looked like fun. So I went, I went on the Twitter. <laughs> Next time we see your name and yeah, coming up on, the, up on the, the screen all the time. I think I know. everyone out there will think, oh, she's a Twitter queen. Yeah, yeah, I know. Or just a twit. <laughs> 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 well, I just thought it was really cool. I went, we can make comment and ma- and, and, and during up. the thing, I think mm. it makes you at conferences, um, the audience can play yes. and be a part and of the stage yeah, yeah, and interact yeah, and comment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I, look, I just I've actually cool. I've actually found Twitter really good for making connections and networking and that kind of thing and just mm. as well as chatting to readers. Mm. So it's, it's they're all different. 
They're all completely different from each other. Mm. How do you make time for all of that? Yeah, that's that's um, what I'm wondering. With- well, I have turned off my Facebook private messages because I was getting up to 700-something unread and I just couldn't cope anymore. <laughs> so you can do that? Yeah, you can turn off your private messages on Facebook. And people know that you've turned it off? I, I've put a message out a couple of times and said, um, you know, the last few weeks has been really full on for me and I'm sorry I just can't answer all these messages. Um, so I had a lady actually... Um, privately message me and Uh say can I help you she has another allergy blog and I've Uh talked to her a lot and she said can I help you can I answer your messages for you and help you catch up and I said I would love that so I said just send them to my chat group where everybody answers if it's something private tell them to email me and, and now you're going to get 700 in? No, I haven't actually. <laughs> you know, it seems to have filtered out heaps because I was already getting a mm. fair few emails mm. um, I'm not great with answering all the emails. I try, but it, I have to put my family first. So sometimes my other things suffer. Mm. Um, but at least now I don't have a zillion Facebook messages to come to every morning and wake up and go, oh, no, I've got so many. I mean, I love getting them, and that's it, it was a real um, wrench for me not to do it anymore because mm. I did love that chatting you know, I've met. I've actually met a lot of lovely people through fi- private Facebook messages. Mm-hmm. They've messaged me and said, "Can you help me with such and such?" And we've struck up a friendship. Um, but yeah, you can only do so much, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you've won some um, awards, haven't mm. you? You want to tell us about what awards um, you've won? I got. Let's see. I was nominated for the 2013 um, Bloggers Award for uh, Voices of 2013. And I got in the top 25 food bloggers. And then I was also nominated this year for 2014. Um, I haven't really blogged for them, though, this year because I've been too busy with my book and everything. Mm. But I was also nominated for the Oz Mumpreneurs Blog Award, which is um, going to be voted on soon, so if anyone wants to vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> I told I told Kimmy that you were. Yeah. Are you in it too? <laughs> yeah, no. Yes, I am. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm watching from a distance. Okay, yeah, she's very interested in it. And I said, Joe's in it. Joe's in it. So, <laughs> so watch her. So let's talk about. Um, you have four children. You homeschool them. Did everybody oh hear my that? God, when she said that, it's about. Uh, we bow down to you. No, I don't because I'm the most unorganised homeschooler mum ever. ever. My sisters told – my sisters both homeschooled and I said, I'm going to start homeschooling too. And they said, no, don't do it. You're not organised enough. (laughs) But, you know, I'd sit down on the floor and do art with the kids when the kitchen was a mess, whereas they wouldn't do that. Yeah. (laughs) So what program are you doing or is it it something that they're interested in and you talk about it or do you actually have a program? Yeah, we do. We actually – We've done all sorts of it, all sorts of homes. We started off pretty much doing school at home with a proper curriculum when the kids were little, and I found that very restrictive. So I ended up changing that, and we had a um, supervisor that went through. She came and did um, like personality character assessments on each of the kids, figured out what kind of learning style best suited them. We went through different curriculums and picked and chose and got different things for different kids and did a lot of literature-based um, schooling, so history and geography and science was all read together as a family discussion. Oh. It was lovely. Yeah. Very flex. I absolutely loved it. Um, I taught homeschool art classes and cooking classes and all that kind of mm. stuff because we have a really big homeschooling community up where I live. And um, 
then as the kids got older, it got more difficult because you need to get them, you know, up to the stage of their grade 12 certificate and everything. So we ended up changing over to the local private school as distance ed students. So we have a curriculum through them and we have a supervisor and we have all this reporting we have to do and it's much more structured because, you know, the kids are 17, 15, 13, 10. You've got to start getting them to where they've got to be for graduation. So um, You have one pretty close. Yeah, 17. She's a little bit behind because she went to the end of grade two in public school and totally did not at all cope with maths. So we had to put her back to Mm. start again and things like that. So it, it is taking a bit longer for her. But that's the beauty of homeschooling. You can do it at their own pace and focus on the things that they really need help mm-hmm. with. Um, the curriculum that we do, they have to have 80% to pass. Um, so it's it's quite, you know, structured now, which I love the flex better. Mm-hmm. But that suits your personality yeah, better. it suits my personality. You little right brain, creative yeah. type you. <laughs> um, how does your does – your, Husband help? Does your he he helps a little bit, but now that they're older, he finds it difficult because he doesn't understand he because he hasn't done it all along with them. You know, he's usually at work or whatever. Um, he won't understand the maths or the grammar or the sentence construction or something, and he'll just be like, "I don't know." <laughs> yeah. So usually it's me, but my mum and dad are very helpful as well. And then we've got the supervisor is a friend of ours, and if I have to go away and the kids are needing to have some help with school, they'll even go to our friend's place as the supervisor and do school there. Or, oh, well, that's good months, that yeah. you've got that. Yeah, We've got a very good community that everyone helps each other with their kids, with the schooling and everything. So It really is. A, it takes a village to raise it a child. Does, oh, yeah. It does. And, yeah. I, and I, I feel so blessed that the community we're in, right from the time they were born, we have had complete support. All of us work together to help each other out, and it's been really good. Sounds like a really good community. It is. It is. Very old-fashioned. Yeah, which is wonderful. (laughs) You know, um, my husband and I took our children out of school and homeschooled them um, traveling around Mm. Australia. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Look, it it, it was wonderful, you know. And you know what? I did it right after I'd finished Changing Habits, Changing Lives. So this was back in 2000. Mm. And um, I had a publisher by then, so Mm. I'd self-published, and then I had a publisher and I would just get books dropped and then I would speak in every town and that's what took us around Australia. Yeah, and that's what I've that. tried to convince my husband, but he's not convinced yet. Oh, isn't he? No, he's a stay-at-home. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he likes to stay at home. But, you know, we did a, a homeschooling <laughs> curriculum and it was very structured and it was um, Australian Christian Education yeah. ACE with PACES. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we met a lot of families on the way. Yeah. And most of the families were doing distance education. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed the ACE curriculum mm. because I just, it was all, st- I'm structured. Yeah. So it was all structured. Um, the kids knew what to do. They'd get up at six in the morning. And they could get it done. And they lunch. could get it done. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, and, uh, and they didn't, they needed me as the supervisor, yeah. but they didn't need me at six in the morning. If I was still no. in bed or doing right. something else, they were doing it. That's right. And our kids have done ACE and they're also doing another one that's similar um, where you, all the learning is built into the books. Yes, I love it. And they have, yeah. they do have readers and things like that, mm. reading books and literature and stuff to study. But and do um, they have to do assignments and tests and yeah, things yeah, like that? Yeah. And yeah. that gets sent Science into the school. Experiments and yeah. yeah, you've got to report on it all. How cool! Mm-hmm. How do you fit that in? Yeah. With them <laughs> now, I mean, did, I mean, did you ever imagine the blog and your business would just do what it's doing? No, no, I didn't. But I love it. 
<laughs> so I'm trying to balance everything. Yeah, and what yeah. is that word balance? Yeah, I <laughs> Let's don't know. talk about that. Yeah, um, how about you tell me? <laughs> so well, when do you blog then? Are you blogging oh, at 4.30 in the morning before the to, kids get up? <laughs> to tell the truth, I haven't done any blogging for about three months because I've been working on getting my old blog moved over to my new blog. Oh, yeah, you've been talking about that. Yeah, and then that was a gigantic mm. job and it's still not quite finished, but the new blog is open for business if anyone wants to have a look. Where, where do they go? <laughs> it's quirky cooking.com.au so yeah it's um like a wordpress instead of blogger which makes it a lot easier to use and search and much more user-friendly oh yeah because my old blog was shocking yeah (laughs) going on your old blog you know i knew a recipe i always knew what recipes i liked yes and i i'd always say to tanya i'd go i cannot find that macadamia and banana ice cream where is it and then when it went in your cookbook i was like oh hello thank goodness hello hello i was taking photos of it in the end because i could never find it you know so i was really excited when it got into the cookbook it's much easier it was i found it much easier just to go on google and search for anything on my blog myself that's how i searched quirky cooking ice cream oh my god because of that oh you could have told me that sorry You should have noticed I put it on Facebook. No, I missed that one. I missed the memo. But hopefully the new one will be heaps easier. And you can type in things like lemon, almond, macadamia, whatever, and it'll come up with recipes with all those ingredients in it. Oh, how divine. Are you doing this yourself? I got help. Oh, yeah. I thought you were doing it yourself. I'm going, gee, you're smart. (laughs) Actually, even my 13-year-old's been helping. He's been getting on there. Yeah. I was, where was I the other day? I was at a demo. And he rang me or sent me a Skype message, said, Mum, I'm just updating this blog post such and such and this type here won't change from black. What shall I do? And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Oh, <laughs> how adorable. So he's been working on it for me too. But that's what I love about that. That is education. That's education. That is. That is. We, that is going to take him. Yeah. He could become quite an interesting Well, he's teacher. actually very, very good with computers. We gave him an old computer that didn't work and fixed it. You know, oh, my God. I was at 12 years old, so, yeah, yeah he, I think he'll go that direction. Yeah. Something to do with computers, mm-hmm. IT maybe. So, Joe, you've been flat out. Yes. Where, how did you get – okay, so just lead us back into the story. Okay. You have yeah. the blog. She always brings us back to She's where good. we should be. Yeah, She's really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I do too. I get excited about something and I go, oh, let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. But you always bring us back beautifully, Kim. <laughs> Now, where was it? No, I'm only going Sorry. Um, you did your blog. It started taking off. Facebook got to 10,000, and then it really started blowing. Mm. What happened next? You were consulting still? Yes, I was actually a group leader for Thermix, which is pretty much a 24-hour-a-day job. Yeah. <laughs> it's full-on. I loved it. I really loved it because you're coaching people and you're, you're leading cooking classes and um, training, and I learned so much as a group leader. I think that really helped my confidence. And speaking um, ability probably. Yes, it and, did. Yeah. It did because I was, uh, suddenly I was in front of 30 people or 50. Actually, my very first class was 70 people and it was Christmas and um, we <laughs> overbooked the class and it was pouring oh. rain so they could hardly hear me. Have you ever been in North Barnard, Queensland, oh. rain in oh, the wet yeah. season? Yeah, yeah, And on a tin roof. On a tin roof. Yeah. Oh. Good. <laughs> I was yelling at the top of my voice for everyone to hear. It was, yeah, it's chucked in the deep end. <laughs> but <laughs> That's it was the yeah, true yeah, professionalism yeah. out there, isn't it? But it, it was good. And I, I learned so much as a group leader, but I just, when I was halfway through doing my book, it just all got too hard. And I said, I've got to go back to consultants. Yeah. So, yeah, now I'm back to that. 
Yeah, and um, just doing a little bit of the mixed consultant and demos and stuff like that as well as all the book stuff now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you kept going yeah. as a consultant. Mm-hmm. You were learning speaking. You were mm-hmm. still blogging, mm-hmm. creating recipes, homeschooling, <laughs> making dinner, making dinner, looking after keeping the husband, husband happy, servicing your husband. <laughs> Did I say that? And <laughs> they have needs. And then when you drop those needs off, let's just say they get cranky. <laughs> So yes, yes. so let's 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 drop the quirky word and go into cranky. But um, (laughs) let's just say um, children's show. Anyway, um, okay. So now I want to ask you a really personal question, though. Okay, how did you look after you? Um, One of the main things that I found I need to do is to take time out and just go off by myself and have some time alone. And I do that. Um, I I am I have learnt to be in the moment, if you know what I mean, when you're really, really flat out and feeling overwhelmed. Um, what I often help find, find helps is to write a list of all the things that I need to do and then put it aside and go have some time out because I know that list is there and I won't forget it, but it's like it frees me mm. and I can go and even just sit outside with a cuppa for five minutes with my feet in the grass. And Cigarette. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dag. She's a dag, isn't she? <laughs> Meanwhile, she's the one that told the girl not to smoke. But anyway, chocolate and a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> or a bowl wondered. of actually. Well, I, it just what made it me think of it is it was like, oh, it sounds like you're having a smoker. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Smoker. <laughs> um, Sorry, Joe. Or lunchtime. Whenever at lunchtime I always would stop and I'd, I always make a main meal for lunch, so it might be just soup or it might be leftovers or whatever. I'd take it outside and sit outside and as long as it's not raining, which it does rain a fair bit where I am. But anyway, and um, the kids too, we'd all just, you know, go outside and sit and just have some nice outside quiet time and just relax. Mm. Um, driving, I love driving. Um, so I'll just hop in the car and even just to go to the shops or go to the next town or it is amazing how women find those moments. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I even going to the loo yes. can be a moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a bath, that is the best moment. She's a bath girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I walked in here into this hotel and where there was, was no bath. So I was so good. <laughs> that to me is my one treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is your too. treat. <laughs> me too. But I think. What you we what I think we're what we all learn as mums is that you can't, it's not like you can go to a day spa. It's not like you can go and lie on the bed for an hour anymore. No. Children teach you to be in the moment, yes, but also to grab a moment when you can. That's exactly right. So for me, spritzing yep. myself for three seconds is sometimes my only moment. Yeah. I might get yeah. in that moment, but you know what? I'm going to be in that moment. Yes. I'm going to love every second of it. Yes. And I think you've just hit a really good point there that mm. we're all busy. Mm. It's what we put our priorities into. Yeah. But I think what's important is the little injections along the way. Yes, and you need that. Mm. And I've always um, taken those little times. When I know I'm absolutely exhausted, I'm not the type of person to just keep pushing myself. I'll stop and go lay down for 15 minutes and I will actually go to sleep and wake up 15 minutes later feeling refreshed. And my, oh, my mum taught me that. My husband can do that. Yeah, my mum taught You're me that. You're a catnapper. I am. Yeah, that's I had a I had a catnap every day for the first 10 years of having kids until they were older, you know, and then I was like, 
Maybe I should keep working now that they're not actually mocking me. <laughs> <laughs> but I must admit, I still do it quite often. And just say, everybody, be quiet. I'm going to lay down. Don't hassle me. Shut the door. Puppy comes with me. I have a puppy that's like a shadow. Um, and um, we go and have our sleep. <laughs> if I need it, I just do it. My husband can do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have to be honest, I've always felt a bit guilty for doing that. I, I don't know what. I know. But no. so I would run a bar. Yeah. Because I felt like I was doing something. At least you're washing yourself. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. But I always felt like lying on the bed was such a luxury. I don't know where that came from yeah. or what that's about. Yeah. But I teach my children. I want them to go and chill mm. out. I like that. I think having some yeah. time out is yeah. so well, When the kids were little, I, I had a quite a good routine for them. And every day after lunch, they had reading time on their bed. If they didn't want to go to sleep, that's okay. But they had to read. And generally, they'd fall asleep. But when they were older, they just laid there and read. And mm. I would go have my sleep for an hour. Mm. I think it's really powerful. What did you – okay, so from your own perspective, you had some health issues. Mm. What were they? And is that what motivated you to do the blog? Yeah. Where did that start? Um, Growing up, I always had hay fever, colds, runny nose, headaches, sick tummy from dairy, that kind of stuff all the time, sinus drainage, all the fun stuff. And I just thought that's part of life for me because that's – I've just got bad sinuses. And um, now and then I'd have a tablet, you know, and I would say, well, you just have this to try and dry it up. Never worked. So um, when I started to, I think by the time I was at uni, I went to a nutritionist and I said, you know, I need to get some help here. And she she said, okay, you need to get off dairy. But she pretty much said take lactose tablets in your milk and all that kind of stuff. You did lactase. Yeah, yeah, lactase. And I was also trying. I couldn't gain any weight. I know why now. I wasn't actually actually absorbing nutrients. Yeah. But back then I had no idea why I couldn't gain weight and I ate like anything. People would be amazed at how much I ate, but I was skinny as a rake. And so the, the nutritionist was trying to help me with that and um, she her basic answer was sprinkle sausage in on all your food, which is quite gross. Um, That's really good advice, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And I said to her, I'm living at a hostel and I'm a bit worried about the food there. I don't think it's real great. She goes, well, what are you eating? And I said, well, you know, it's like a lot of tinned vegetables and stuff. It's not much fresh. She goes, well, no, they're fine. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so it was. I just didn't feel like things were quite right. But um, when I had my own home, you know, got married, had kids, and at home when I was home from holidays or whatever, from uni or after I got back from uni, I mum always cooked very wholesome food. Um, but I still couldn't get rid of, you know, the hay fever, the sneezing, the colds. And as I got older, it got worse. Um, by the time I had my third and fourth kids, I was having trouble breastfeeding them. And the lactation consultant said, I think it's a food allergy of some sort. You need to maybe go off dairy or something. Maybe something's happening that's causing them to have problems with the milk. They were screaming when they were feeding and stuff like that. So, you know, I had all these issues and um, I didn't – I wish I would have known about going to a naturopath back then, but I had no idea. You know, my family hadn't ever done that. So finally a friend told me about a naturopath that she went to, and so I thought I'll go and see him. And, you know, he got me to write down all the things I was eating, and I was shocked and horrified to realise how much bread I was eating <laughs> because it was easy and quick and, you know, you're starving in the middle of the night feeding the baby, so you go and get a cold Milo and a piece of cheese and some bread Mm. and that's what I was subsisting on in between meals you know uh, actually sometimes meals were toast because I was in such a rush with the kids 
Um, and so even though I was making my own bread and everything, it was still way too much gluten for my body to handle. Mm. Um, the naturopath said, you know, what you're doing, he, he drew a picture of my gut and showed me how it's all leaking and all the things that gluten's doing to it. And it didn't really sink in for a while. I was trying to figure it out. And he said, you know, you need to, to get off all of that wheat and dairy and sugar and just heal yourself. So I started working on all that. Um, Smart me. Yeah. Mm. And he really helped me. And I said, you know, I haven't been able to gain weight. I've got low blood sugar. Um, by 9 o'clock, I was a mess. I was like hot and cold, um, just really get that hangry feeling. Mm-hmm. The kids came near me when I was like, they was like, go away, I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I just was, oh, it was terrible. I had low blood pressure, so if I bent over, I'd go all dizzy. Um, couldn't gain weight. I ended up getting down to 42 kilos. It was just one thing after another. Um, every month when I got my period, I'd get a chest infection. It was just like my immune system was so low. Um, so I ended up, you know, doing what he said, went through all the things he said. Within a year, or within two weeks, I saw a difference. Mm. And I just got better and better. My blood pressure became normal. My blood sugar levels became normal. For the first time in my life, I tested um, negative for allergies, like hay fever and all that kind of thing. Um, my cold stopped. My headaches stopped. I had more energy. I wasn't exhausted all the time. And within a year, I gained five kilos. And it was all through changing my diet. And so I wanted to share that. And um, when people would say to me, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to eat like that, but it's too hard, I'd go, no, you can do it. (laughs) (laughs) These are the things you substitute. This is how you do it. And that's why I started my blog. You know, Pete Evans said something today. Um, You evolve through your eating. And when Mm. you get a philosophy and a value that you have around food, Mm -hmm. you are not drawn to it. You have such a respect for your body and the philosophy of which you're eating by that you actually you can look at a cake and know you don't want it. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't even call your That's name, right. yep. doesn't want you. That's when feel. you get the aha with wheat, it's amazing what mm. happens for people. Do you know, I just I was telling Cindy this story this morning that we had a couple of English rugby students staying with us a couple of weekends ago, and mm. I haven't bought wheat in the house since we did the HCG protocols. Mm. So for two years I haven't really – I haven't bought bread. Nearly – we're going on three. Nearly three, yeah, is yeah, it? nearly three. So I haven't really bought – Bread. I have occasionally made spelt bread, mm-hmm. but even then I can't tell you the last time I did it. But for some reason, having two rugby boys from England there, I thought, maybe I should get a yeah. loaf of bread. Yeah. So I went to our local bakery and I got a loaf of ciabatta bread. So it was the best bread I could mm-hmm. find at the time and got it home. Anyway, my kids haven't seen bread in the house for ages. <laughs> and I thought Jacob would, I thought Jacob would be all over it. Yeah. So I had the bread there and I made them bacon and eggs. I don't eat meat, but I, I mm-hmm. knew that the boys would have bacon and eggs. I did a green smoothie. Mm-hmm. Actually, sorry, it was a berry smoothie. I had um, I made them all the green shots with the probiotics. Like oh, I made yeah, the, they, yeah. the boys had those and they're like, oh, okay. And they, yeah. they just did everything. <laughs> and then one of the boys said, oh, you're a bit like my stepmom. She's a hippie. Ah, She's a real oh, food hippie. St- yeah, and he so goes, funny. oh, you'd really get on with my stepmother. <laughs> anyway, I said to the boys and I had the bread on the, be- on the bench and I said, does anybody want toast? Now my two instantly went no no thanks uh, jacob said wow. no and i looked and i said and even me as a mother I went, are you sure you don't want bread and he goes no i just want the eggs can i have an extra piece of bacon yeah that's what he asked for <laughs> that's me yeah <laughs> and um and then taylor of course she didn't want it and mm. then the boys turned around and they went oh we don't need it 
that, but I said to Cindy two days later, that loaf was still sitting and it went mouldy. Wow. So I actually, I think we don't need bread. I, I, I don't even think it's necessary anymore. And I think for those people out there that say it's too hard, yes, there might be some incredible friction at the beginning. Yes. Yes, there's going to be growing pains and changing pains and why not and how come and you're yes. mean and yep. it's unfair I've and we're that. not normal. My daughter crying and slamming the door, my little girl. I just want bread. Why can't I have bread and cheese? Like every other normal being. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and chocolate bars. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I get it too. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's fascinating that mm. after a while that abnormal becomes normal mm. to the point where now bread is not normal. Yes. That's If you're prepared to do that, that that's, that's what I think the message out of the whole wellness mm. summit was. Yeah. I really got that when you started talking about home base, Cindy, mm. that once you find out what your home base is. And what makes you feel the absolute best. Yes. Where you know you're safe and eat the best foods. and Yeah. But that's driven food. by your philosophy. Mm. And I had a lady come up to me on the weekend and, oh, I'm sorry, at the VIP dinner last night, and she said to me, um, she wanted a photo and she said, can't believe I'm with the Up for a Chat girls. And <laughs> she'd taken a photo of Cindy and she'd had one with Karen and she posted, Karen is her absolute, she just adores Karen. Oh. <laughs> She's really helped us through a lot. Yeah. She posted a picture on her Facebook page and went, I cannot believe I'm with the Karen Smith, hashtag so happy or something like that. Oh. Um, and she was telling me, now all her girlfriends were down here in Melbourne as well and they've all gone out for a girl's bender. But she didn't. They all thought she was a nutcase for coming Aww. to the summit instead. But her buzz was coming to the summit. Oh, Did she tell you the story? No, I, I didn't so she's hear this. Put, you know, here I am with the amazing. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm with the amazing Karen Smith. Her girlfriends are out drinking and partying. Wrote, "Who the f is Karen Smith?" Aww. And she was standing there with me. And she goes, "I just, I just feel so hurt." Oh, poor darling. And then I and she goes, and then I put a picture up of me sitting on the green couch that was up on the stage. And I said, "I'm actually on the couch." And she put in the hashtag so happy or whatever it was. Yeah. And her friends right under there, well, what the F is the green couch? Like she was the loser. And yeah. she stood there with me and she said to me, I just feel so upset. And I oh, said, well, there's a part of you that will be grieving the fact that you're realizing that you're not sharing the same values as these girls. But secondly, I said, sweetheart, once you understand your philosophy and once you get really clear, you're just you're going through change at the moment. Mm. You're going from that lifestyle to this yeah. lifestyle. You're in transition phase, mm-hmm. which means you're kind of like feeling pulled in this yes. direction and that direction. But trust me, when you get really strong on your convictions, your beliefs, and what you feel is right, yeah. those comments won't phase you. You'll still love them maybe as your friends, or you may find you change friends altogether. Mm. And that's what I think probably what you've gone mm. through, what we all I think your tribe changes, yes. your community changes, and you'll find there's some extraordinary positive people that come with you or that you get to meet, yep. and you may, in fact, lose friends and family. Well, they become – they're still friends, but you don't feel that same connection sometimes because you know that they – Think differently. Look down on what you're doing or what you – you know, oh, here we go again, you know. And I She's very, a bit quirky. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love the way – yeah, she's a bit quirky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was one of the reasons one of the publishers turned my book down. They said it was too quirky. Hey? Wow. So nice. Wow. <laughs> but I think Julia Roberts, big mistake. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go back in there with your 28,000 sold already. <laughs> yes, it. you should. <laughs> Oh, yes. Well, you, you don't should, reckon You that. should just do a picture of you like this, you know, like with your hands up do, with a whole bunch of your books in hand or maybe, you know, in hand and then and in big writing, big mistake. <laughs> I think and, you should. And also the, the girl with the gluten-free, dairy-free stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. No one will like it, hey? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you should do it. I actually, I think you should bring out the other side of you, you know, not the nice side I of always it. think of Harry Potter. Harry Potter's <laughs> author in that case. She got turned down by nine publishers. Wow. You don't reckon she stood there with the 10th publisher oh. going, yeah, righto. <laughs> she was on that's her hilarious. bones, you know, yeah. just survival mode with them. And doing that's, it. that's it, isn't it? Perseverance. Mm-hmm. And just what, just going back to mm-hmm. the, the whole <laughs> friend thing, what was really interesting is at the wellness um, summit there was a question about, you know, mm-hmm. how do you deal with negative friends? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, people came up with answers as mm-hmm. to what they would do. And and we have to realise that people are in our life, and I know this is an old saying, but it's a goodie. People are in our life for a season, a reason, and a lifetime. Exactly. And for me, I like to surround myself with people mm-hmm. that are like-minded that still challenge me, uh, that, are, you know, I don't know, I just, I don't want to be around people um, that are not doing the same thing. In actual fact, I actually get really bored, which is, yeah. <laughs> Joe just whispered, so does she. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? You, you try so hard to listen to a conversation yes. sometimes, you're like, but let's just talk about food. <laughs> I just, and then I'm sure they must find that very boring. Oh. So I have to shut up. <laughs> what I, I find is that we're all talking about something, and and I always think, oh, this is great. We're not talking about nutrition, you know. We're talking about food, you know. It's something different. And then all of a sudden, the whole conversation gets onto nutrition, and, food, <laughs> and then I wake up and I'm ready to go. Yeah, right. and, uh, yeah. how, how he's always saying to us <sighs> when we go, it's not business, girls, and we're like, oh, this isn't business. This, this is fun. This is fun. Our passion. passion. It is. Yeah. It is our passion. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how blessed are we to be able to work in our passion? I just that's mm-hmm. what I can't get over. I wake up in the morning sometimes and think. Wow, I'm, I can actually make a living doing what I love. I'm so excited. Well, I get and that's excited. what everybody wants. Yeah. I get excited. I wake up excited. Yeah. Like, well, I can't go to sleep. I get so excited about the morning. <laughs> I know. It's true. That's I have so to, funny. I have to tell you this. I, I've been overseas for four weeks. Yeah. And, you know, I love my home base. Yeah. I love my home. I love my routine. And I could hardly wait to get home so that I could spend some time um, going swimming, having a coffee. So my routine in the morning is, is getting up, mm. getting dressed, going straight to the, to the water, um, doing my swim with a bunch of friends, having a coffee and then going home, having breakfast and, and then getting to work. And I hadn't done it for a month because oh, I'd been away. Yeah. And so I couldn't sleep because I was so excited about oh, the morning. That's so cute. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, just, I just couldn't sleep and I went, go to sleep, otherwise the morning won't be any good. <laughs> Do you know what they say at Christmas? The sooner you go to sleep, the sooner the morning comes. I know, I know, but I was. I was so excited to just... Do that, yeah. that yeah. get back to home base. Yeah, get back yeah. to home base. And you know what you need to tell your husband, you know how he's a real home base yeah. and you want to travel around Australia, is that it was the opposite in our family. Okay. Howard wanted to travel and I wanted to be home. Yeah. I loved my home. I loved yeah. what I did. But what we did was we created a home in the bus mm. and that was our home for two years. Yeah. And that became home base yeah. and a really beautiful home base and a, and a home base that we have such beautiful memories of. Yeah. So maybe you can convince him that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stand the thought of that with my husband in the sense I'd love to do that, but if we broke down in the middle of the Nullarbor plane, yeah, well, that's we'd true. die. Yeah, so we, <laughs> we die. We actually have. It's Jurassic Park. <laughs> we're totally both impractical, which is not good. No. Maybe no. we could hire someone to come with us. Maybe we do. <laughs> 
you two could do that. Yeah. <laughs> We'd cook our way around. I, yeah. I will. My mother always said to me, Can you Yeah. <laughs> no, my mother always said, Can you need to know how to change a tyre? And I went, Why? I belong to the RACQ. And worst comes to worst, I'll charm. Okay, well, we can change tires. Yeah, charm. I'll charm, I'll charm. I I could change tires. I'm thinking of the breaking down. So what you do is you travel with a family that's got a practical man. Yes. Or a practical woman. There you go. That's a good idea. And that's the way to do it. And, like, (laughs) but my husband was very practical. He spent three months um, tearing apart the bottom of the bus, the underneath of the bus, the mechanics of the bus and the Uh motor, putting it back together again, putting new tires on the bus. We refurbished the bus. And he knew every inch of it. Wow. And it never broke down. We never wow. got a flat tyre. We had no problems in two years. That's amazing. He's a flipping legend, he, He's pretty amazing. But we met this family that did not do that, and they were breaking down all the time. Yeah. But we would stop and help them. Yeah. You know, we were just – it was part of our yeah, thing. And Howard really – I think Howard really enjoyed it because yeah. he is so practical. And do you know what's so interesting do. about that? You became the true mother, nurturer, provider of the bus mm-hmm. and food in the bus. Yeah. He was the hunter-gatherer, yeah. working out where to go. Yeah, yeah he your was. Your roles were incredibly distinct. And you yeah. talk about those two years as some of the happiest years of yeah. your lives. Yeah. The roles were distinct. Mm. Children were settled. They had their mum and dad. There were yeah. probably rituals you were doing, like yeah. singing. and, mm-hmm. and Oh, yeah, um, he, he used to sing, on the road again. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't wait to get up. And he'd <laughs> sing it every time we took off. <laughs> It's funny. Sorry. <laughs> so you've been working your butt off. You, I mean, you know, it's been carrying along. You've been doing all right. You've ticked. You, your numbers are heading up. How did the book contract come about? Um, well, I was trying to get a mainstream publisher so that it would sort of be independent and I could sort of – I wanted to do Thermomix recipes because I had so many – well, that's, you know, what the main thing I love to do. Um, but I – couldn't really seem to get a publisher that felt it was worth doing because Too quirky, yes, <laughs> because I think it was very niche to them. You know, Thermomix and allergy friendly and gluten free and, and <laughs> quirky, <laughs> um, and they just felt like it was too much of a risk. And um, one of them said it was going to be too much money to test all the recipes and you know that kind of thing. So I was thinking, oh, I thought I would just. To pay for the food myself maybe I don't I didn't know how that works but anyway <laughs> so I had no idea so I was like okay bye and hung up <laughs> and it's like okay I'll find a different publisher try it again um you know there was a bit of interest but they just didn't feel like it was going and I just after two I was already feeling a bit shattered yes after two no's yeah. and I thought you know what I don't even know if this is meant to be I'm pushing this. I'm pushing, pushing. I had a friend that said he would do all the food um, styling for me as a chef, and um, he said he would do it for free if the publisher paid for his flights over from the UK. And I was like, but it had to be done by a certain time because he was starting a new business. And I was like, oh, I've got to hurry and get this. Mm-hmm. No, it didn't work out. You push sometimes. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and I thought, you know, it mustn't be the right time or something. I've just got to learn to let it go. Maybe I'll do an e-book just to fill time, mm. do something, because everyone kept asking. So I went to visit these friends in Townsville who are um, designers and photographers and all that kind of thing, and they do it on my magazine. It's absolutely beautiful, called Confetti Mag. And what? Confetti, oh, Confetti man. Mag. It's just gorgeous. And so I went to see them, and I said, should we try and work out an e-book? And we had a chat, yes, 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 let's do that. And then I got a phone call 
like that night from Thermomix saying, we want to publish your book. And I was like, what, what? Had you already told them about it? Yeah, I had told, they knew that I was looking for a publisher and they were trying to support me in it and saying, yeah, we'll support you all the way. We'll promote it for you, all that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. But it's good to have a mainstream publisher. So they um, knew that I was pretty much giving up (laughs) Mm. for the moment. And they said, no, come on, we'll just do it. Because they knew how much people had been asking for it. So, um, so I said, okay, let's do it. We're going to do the ebook as well, fit it in there somewhere, but we haven't quite got to that yet, but we will. Um, cause a lot of people ask about that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but it's just been, um, from that time it was a whirlwind because I was telling them, come on, we got to hurry, we got to hurry. And they were saying, okay, then let's go. And then I'm suddenly like, oh my goodness, there's so much work to do. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was up to all hours of the night and up early in the morning and, cooking like crazy I ended up with an assistant in the kitchen um who Danny who she helped me with all the recipe testing and then we had external testers and then Thermix had external testers and then it went to Thermix itself so every recipe was tested at least four times by four different people plus every variation was tested at least four times and it was a lot of work wow that's a huge it was amount huge. of work it was yeah. huge. um you know so uh that's sort of how it all came about, um, went to Perth for the photo shoot and that the food was done over there and then the home photo shoot was done by the companion maid photographer. So she got a little bit of work I love that those too. photos. Mm. Um, how long was that from why to go then, the night you got the about call? A, it was about a year. I can't remember exactly, but it was about a year, which apparently is very fast for a book. Yeah. Yeah, I've always looked at around nine months. Okay. Nine to 12 months is a year. Oh, okay. It's like the birth of another baby. Yeah. Well, all the the food. (laughs) What was a lot of the pain and morning sickness along the way? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tell me about it. Mm. And the grinding of that head. No. (laughs) Yeah. And in the middle of all that, we had major health problems with my son. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So the challenges and the testing, it doesn't stop, does it? No. And yet, when you look at that book, it looks like it just flowed out of you with ease, doesn't it? Anyone well, does. I just assumed that you know you did the blog and then you just pulled everything off the blog and you threw it in the book and that was it. I know that that's not you know the what? case, in my but mind, that's what it you... felt like that that's what I was going to do yeah, yeah. and add a few extras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it wasn't that easy. No, no, you <laughs> think anything. I'd like to hope that it is. Yeah. You know, let's just um, we're just about to finish up, okay. and, and I know this is a huge subject, but I think it's worth talking about. So. You're having some health issues with your son. What have you? What type of dietary um, changes have you done for your son to okay. help him? Um, so he's got something that's quite long term, and um, so the first thing I thought was, okay, we've been a bit slack here. Obviously, his gut is having issues, and we need to work on the gut. That's what mm. came to me first, and so I looked. I thought, well, straight away, I think gut gaps diet because it was that serious. Um, I rang my good friend Jude Leroux, yeah. <laughs> darling lady, yeah. said, Jude, should I do the GAPS diet? And she's like, tell me about it. So I told her all about it and she said, wow, okay, yes, that is serious enough to do the GAPS diet. She said, mm. I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. Mm. But she said, yeah, you need to do it. And she said, it sounds like you need to do it for your whole family, for all the kids because they've all got different issues that they're struggling with and um, it's not a case of just going gluten-free. Mm. It's an actual healing need to heal the gut. Yeah. And, um, you know, they probably got passed down from me, obviously, their gut ecology, so obviously I need to do it too and I, I realise that now much more than 10 years ago, the importance of the gut health. So um, I said, right, 
let's start tomorrow. <laughs> so that's how I am during Tulsip. So we started start tomorrow. <laughs> we started the GATS diet. And then after a few days of the intro diet, I thought, wait a minute, how am I going to do this when I'm away in Melbourne and then I'm a week in Northern Territory and then we've got the youth camp for the kids and, oh, this is going to be difficult. So um, I talked to some GAPS people that are that train with the GAPS and they said what you should really do is start from the end, um, you know, make sure it's all grain-free and um, it's low um, irrit- irritants to the GAPS, that kind of thing. But you start at that end until you're ready to be at home for a month mm. and really work on it. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so we have added a few things back in, which the kids were pleased about. <laughs> but we were doing okay because we have already been having broths every day mm. and, you know, for breakfast for us it's generally broth with veggies and a bit of meat in it and some eggs poached in it anyway. Mm. So we're already sort of eating that way. Um, but we did have to remove the bread, which the kids weren't too happy about. Um, but at the moment we're having some paleo bread that I make that's from my cookbook because you can have that with the full GAPS diet. But um, I find that within a couple of weeks I already see a difference in my health um, and my son seems to be a bit better. We also have um, – I, I noticed when I came down here I had a sauce on something that must have had a little bit of gluten in it or something and I reacted within hours and I've had a bit of a cold ever since the last couple of days. So I think you do get – quite sensitive to the gluten when you do this and no wonder you have to stay off it for two years at least Mm. but um I think I've always known that this well for a long time sorry I've known that this kind of diet really suits my body and that I do well with the saturated fat and the meat and the broths and heaps and heaps of veggies um and not so good with the grains so and dairy? I'm not good with dairy, never have been. So um, will we expect a GAPS cookbook by any chance? <laughs> never know, you, you know never what? know. Because you know what, I think with GAPS, that's, mm. you know, people just like look at you mm. with like their Don't eyes mean. glaze over yeah. and, but they don't realise that it can save their life. That's and, right. Yeah. I actually got a bit excited because I actually really love a challenge with mm. cooking and I go, okay, and like I said in my talk today, um, I don't look at um, what can't I have and get all overwhelmed. I look at, oh, what can I have? And then I work from there. Yes. And then I go, oh, I could make this. Oh, I could make that. <laughs> my mum is amazing. She's looking after the kids while I'm away. And my, my little boy texted me today during the talks and he said, mum, grandma's made me Gap's apple pie. I said, oh, what's that? Gap's apple pie? Yes. He said, it's got pumpkin and sunflower seed crust or something and la la, it's really yummy and she made custard to go with it. With almond milk and so my mum's awesome. She's cooking up the broths and keeping charge of the kids. So oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's go for a Gaps cookbook. Yeah, I think let's let, let's do that because I actually <laughs> believe that it's it's really required because yeah. the Gaps is a amazing mm. a protocol and yeah. Natasha Campbell McBride, mm. you know, twenty five years of of mm. researching this and helped her own son yeah. that had, um, a, you know, a mental health issue. Okay. So you you look at it and you look at how far she's come. But, she, you know, she's so busy in her own practice that I don't know if she's had time to throw a cookbook out. Yeah, I don't the, even the know. The recipes in her book are very basic. And yeah. I sort of flipped through them and went, yeah. you know, maybe. Um, but I would tweak them and I would sort of put my own mm. spin on them and change them. And I was already coming up with all these ideas that I could do even on the intro diet. 
Okay. So, oh, good. Yeah. All right. Well, and I the great thing about someone like you, to a blog on it. Yeah, I know. I really, I'm actually yeah. dying to write yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just great, haven't had time. I'm looking forward to I think, it. I think the great thing about that is there's a lot of people out there that actually want to do that they get bored or they're not interested so to have someone like you that is creative mm. you actually will help a lot of people because there's a lot of people out there that don't even know where to start yeah and that's that's what i've already heard from people who've said oh you're thinking about doing the gaps what are you doing please help me i'm overwhelmed or yeah. i'm thinking about doing it but even the thought of it overwhelms me and i think oh exciting a challenge yeah. <laughs> you know, we so. just um we just have our a crock pot going all the 24 time. hours a day yeah. and the other day um, my husband put in I think he put in turkey um, legs I yeah. can't remember and then he just kind of threw water in mm. maybe some onion and garlic and we got home that night to have it and Tania's going you know my youngest daughter says oh dad this is just so boring <laughs> it has no taste in it whatsoever <laughs> It's not good at all. That's when you put the Cindy salt in. Yeah, then you put the Cindy salt in. But you know what we ended up doing? We ended up eating it that day. And then I stacked in lamb shanks. So Mm. we, all the, with the the turkey. No, the turkey had been taken, it had been eaten, but it was like the the stock that was left because there was no veggie left. So I put lamb shanks in and added all my spot, my herbs from the garden and put in some root vegetables and did a few things. So you didn't brown the lamb shanks? No, I did nothing. I never browned them. No, I just throw everything in. It takes me minutes. I just say brown it. it. Well, you can sometimes. But on gaps, you're not supposed to have the browning. Mm. You cook in the juices. But if you're going to do lamb shanks, you know, the traditional way, you would brown brown it. So anyway, I I just threw it all in. It was the best. You can't go wrong with that. The absolute (laughs) best. But I think it was the the one stock. stock, Yes. And then on top of that stock, you know, instead of adding water, we've had stock in it. Yeah. So we've decided we're actually going to start doing that. A double stock. Well, when it's, when we haven't eaten. Yep. Um, the stock will just add more to it and keep yeah, going with it. That's what I do. Yeah. I just I do the perpetual broth kind of thing where I've got the broth always simmering. simmering yeah. I get up in the morning, scoop off some, and make the breakfast with that, and it's still simmering it's like away. A culture, yeah, yeah, it, it is. is, yeah. And then um, just top up right to the top of the pot again with water, and that just keeps simmering all day. And I'll add some more meat in or some more veggies. You know, when the bones get brittle, yeah. then I then I strain off the stock, start again. So how many days could that be? Could be two or three days, depending if it's chicken or beef. Chicken, maybe two days. Beef, you'll go a little bit longer. Beef, you can go longer, yeah. yeah. And lamb. And you know kangaroo tails are really... Oh, no. Did you? Pork trotters. Yeah, yeah, pork trotters, yeah. They work really well. And kangaroo tails you can now get. And I'm thinking, I might try my kangaroo tails. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's the tail and they just chop it into pieces and it's for the dog. Yeah. But... Um, I'm, why not? Why not? It's kangaroo tails. Tell you what, my mum raised me to cook with all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, our local butcher is now bringing in crocodile, emu, yeah. um, goat, camel, <laughs> bringing in all the wild meats from Central Australia, mm. and there's been no domestication. And they're and very lean, very, and and people are demanding it. Mm. So, and this is why precisely why my Karen's not here. <laughs> Oh, oh, my yes. God, she would be gagging. She would, wouldn't she? That's why she's not here. <laughs> yes. And I'm with her. Um, <laughs> so what would you recommend? for? How do vegetarians do the gap? They have to do broths. Oh. What sort of broths? Veggie broth. Well, the only no, other one that chicken. they can do is a seaweed. Can they? Yeah. Okay. Well, the Japanese do a seaweed yeah. broth all the like time. Like a miso? Yeah. No, seaweed. Miso soya. Mm. So they will throw down kombu and... And that's how they make their stocks is, yeah. is with seaweed. So I don't know if it would heal like 
um, the bone broth the will. But if they're going to be that stubborn about their um, mm. standing, about what they're doing, then that's what they've got to do. They've got to use seaweeds. Agar is good for the gut, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like there's lots of good things that are good for it, but mm. we have damaged our guts yeah. so much. Yeah. The healing process is mm. is really important. And, mm. you know, broths have been – we were barbecuers first and then we were broth makers. So yeah. that was – Do you know what's blown me away? The whole weekend everyone said the same message. It's funny, isn't it? You can it's get across. You with a can lot of actually people. get the whole DVD series of everyone that spoke at the summit. For those of you that couldn't be there, mm. it will be available to buy. Everyone had the same message. I think Pet Evans was hiding in the back listening to me. He copied lots of mine. He didn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Pete. <laughs> 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 listening. <laughs> but what I'm a little bit perplexed about is one thing Pete said. And you said it as well, is that you actually can eat this stuff on a very good budget. In fact, broths are probably one of the easiest, mm. most cheapest ways yeah. to eat yeah. high-quality, nutrient-dense food. Yes. What I don't get then, why is this not the food in hospitals? Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why is this not the food that we're it giving to be. the elderly and to the sick and the injured? That's right. So our grandmas did for sick people. Chicken soup for the soul came right. from the whole basis of chicken soup making you feel so good. Jewish penicillin. Jewish penicillin. Gosh, <laughs> I read that so many years yeah. in nourishing traditions. That's right. Um, I just, I'm just flabbergasted. I, I, I keep thinking maybe we are still such a – I mean, to be in a room with 600 people, I kind of think, oh, my God, the whole world knows. But I still realise that we must be such a small percentage. percentage. Yeah. Well, like Pete said, he has 1% of the – one. We, he doesn't even know if his his um, group that follow him are all Australian, mm. but he one percent of the Australian population is on his Facebook page. If it is all Australians, it's not a lot. No, thirteen percent though is the tipping point, mm. and we will get there. We will. We will get there. And I think if we can keep trailblazing with people like yourselves, people that have a passion and a belief. Mm. And I know it's hard to think that when we have a health crisis or things like that, how to see the good in it. But it's thanks to your health crisis that we have Joe with us. Yes, it's, it all happens for a reason. And mm. I, that's what I've said to my son with his health crisis. There's a reason for these hard things we go through. You'll be able to, and he even said to me, Mum, I'll be able to help someone else one day. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you know what, on that note, mm. I want to thank you for thanking us. <laughs> I gave your book to my brother. You signed it oh. for him and his beautiful girlfriend. And he has sent me a number of recipes out of the book. His oh. his life and health is changing. He's oh, always been good. a massive bread eater. Yeah. I don't know if he's completely off bread yeah. yet, but he's starting to listen yeah. and starting to understand and making broths. He sent us the picture. Yeah, he did. That night he made Aww. one of the broths straight away. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And Jacob's always asking me to make chicken soup. Oh, that's good. Always. And then the one thing I did, I read the recipe on lamb shanks. For some reason, I just thought, Jacob, he was so hangry. Yes. I thought he was at school. I went out to the organic butcher, got six lamb shanks, just about died. The price. <laughs> I didn't even care about the price. Oh, okay. Just I, the, because at the – well, I like did meat. actually. I was shocked at how – I was, was shocked at how much lamb shanks are. Yeah. Because they're in vogue. Yeah. You can get cheaper bits of lamb yeah. to use. Okay. Well, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Just so get I cheaper just, bits. Yeah. So I got the <laughs> lamb shank. Six of them. I do. You're right. I do remember looking at the price, but then I thought he was worth it. Yeah. And I thought I could freeze it. There were six there. There's six meals. How many did he eat? Three. <laughs> no, but I ate the other. 
And the other and three. Then, and then I said to this one, <laughs> so I put it on the crock pot. I put the whole thing on the stove. It cooked all day. I think I've shared this on the podcast. From rugby, it was pouring rain. And he goes, Mum, I'm so hungry. What's for dinner? I went lamb shanks. And he goes, are you serious? Oh. And I went with mashed potato. And he goes, oh. are you for real? I love you forever. Yeah. He did. That were his exact words. You are the best mum. I love you forever. And he could not wait to get home. That's my son as well. Came in, had a shower, sat down, and even put one on his plate. And then I dished it up like Jamie Oliver, you yeah, know, yeah, like quite cool. rustic. And then I put the sprinkled thyme over oh, the top. You're and, the best. and I just looked at it. It looked amazing. And then I entered. <laughs> <laughs> he had it the night before. Oh, was that the night before? So, and I had it the next and day. And I washed him eating it because I couldn't. But all the meat just was falling Four off the bones. And, and he was like a man on fire. He was so <laughs> happy and loving and. He was actually mm-hmm. really beautiful. I think he just really appreciated that. Yeah. That was hard for me to cook. Yeah. But I don't mind doing it for my family. Yeah. I, it's not that I don't eat meat because I don't agree with it. Yeah. I just don't like I don't it. Like it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I just want to thank you on behalf yeah. of Cindy, Karen, thank and you. I yeah. for what you are. I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah. I'm like the movie star I spoke to today and thought she was a long-lost friend. <laughs> <laughs> Only oh Kim oh Morrison. I, keep and going, I know you. Where did we talk together? Where have we done that? And then she said, I'm an actress. And I went, oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> off winners and losers. I'm so embarrassed. Anyway, um, so, but when I met you, I felt a bit starstruck because oh, really? I was so excited because Cindy <laughs> talked about you and I just, Thank you, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you're trailblazing it for yeah. all us mums, for those of us with health issues or for those of us looking for better ways. Mm. You're homely. You're nourishing. Homely. You are. Don't you like to be known you're homely? But you are. It's not like you have to go to some fancy restaurant or get fancy ingredients. You're, no. you're homely. You yeah. talk about traditional, <laughs> cultural, nourishing foods. You still make ice cream with macadamias and caramel sauce. Oh, <laughs> that is Tanya and my favourite. Um, thank you. Thank you, Joe, for everything oh, you do. You. And on behalf of us again and yeah. our listeners, what you did my daughters, I love you. Aww. And at the summit, it was such a treat yeah. to be oh, in your it was presence. A treat for me, wow! I was just so honoured to be invited. It's good fun. It was good fun. So, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to make some comments to our beautiful Joe Whitten, follow her on Facebook, Quirky Cooking. Follow her on Instagram, which is Joe Whitten. Yes. Or Quirky Cooking, it will come up as well. It will come up. Um, remember to post your comments for us. Go to go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. In fact, let's see, because I'm the only one doing this, because Kaz is not here, let's see if I can get more five-star ratings instead of her. Um, go, to fa- go to Facebook, obviously, all the Ws, facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Of course, you can post your comments there, and we're loving your feedback there, by the way. And I am trying to get through all the answers and, and emails and questions that we're getting on there, so forgive us if we're slow, but please, we do read every single one one of them. Um, please don't forget to go to the wellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. And if you're interested, please make sure you go to the website awakenthechangewithin.com and you too can join us and a group of like-minded souls to join the Up for a Chat girls at our three-day retreat in Malulaba in November. So don't forget because the VIP tickets have nearly sold out and I think we're getting close to full. Or I know we've sold quite a few tickets lately. So if you don't want to miss out on that and you're flirting with the idea of coming with a girlfriend or with some friends or a mother and daughter, then please go to the website awakenthechangewithin.com. So in closing, if you have enjoyed this week, then please make sure that you join with us and be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We'll see you on the ride. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.